Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Howdy Lars. <laughs> Hi Morten. Good to be back once again and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing this interview episode with our listeners. So um, if you have not listened to our podcast before, the goal for us is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers, become more productive, less stressed and be better at staying present with whatever you're doing. And we hope that you find this episode valuable regardless of how experienced you are with GTD. And as always, a quick reminder that if you are looking for an introduction to GTD or or a refresher of the basics, I recommend you head on back to the first six episodes of this podcast. Exactly. And today is an interview episode. You've introduced, uh, interviewed a guy called Alan Talhaug. Uh, <laughs> who is he? Or pronounce his last name correctly, really? I'm trying to. Well, I'm not sure. I, 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 and I don't remember now if he does this. Uh, he does state his own name in the, 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 the podcast. I think we would just say in Danish, Alan Talau. Uh, that's, that's probably how we would say it. Mm. Um, no, so as I will also mention in the interview, um, I met Alan last year in a uh, fundamental seminar where he and two of his employees were attending. Um, and uh, he was a longtime GTDer and uh, came to refresh his, his GTD skills, but also to introduce this to his company. Um, and it was a lot of fun to have him on board, fun to hear mm. his perspective. He is a restaurant owner, owns three restaurants, um, and uses GTD extensively, both the basic of GCD, but also a lot of uh, awareness about the higher horizons and even implementing them across the company. So that's why I wanted to bring Alan on. Uh, it uh, was a lot of fun to 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 hear how he uses uh, GTD. Um, so looking forward to sharing this. And one note about this, Alan was working from home, as many people are these days. He has a 10-month-old baby, so he was displaced to the basement for our recording. So that's why the, the audio was not uh, not optimal. And you might hear a, a baby at the end of the interview. Okay, so you're hereby warned. And without any further ado, uh, here's our special guest. And now, our special guest... I'm here with Alan Talau, a Danish GTDer who owns and runs three restaurants and what we have translated to be a community house in the second biggest city in Denmark called Aarhus. Alan, welcome to the GTD Nordic podcast. Thank you. Could you please tell the listeners a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm 39 years old. Uh, I'm an educated chef and... I'm studying uh, leadership uh, besides, besides I'm running the restaurants and the community house. I have uh, 60 employees um, and runs the business together with my wife. Uh, and we are trying to get uh, as much PhD into the company as possible. <laughs> I like the sound of that. And that brings me to why we decided to uh, invite you to join the uh, the podcast. So you and I, we met at a, a GCD seminar last year where you uh, yeah. and two of your employees uh, attended. And I, uh, I wanted to bring you on the podcast for a couple of reasons. First off, uh, as is often the case with the people that we interview on this podcast, uh, we, we love to hear from people who have um, the not so traditional GCD backgrounds. Um, so, so that's always fun to hear uh, different perspectives uh, and, and fun to learn about how, how it's applied in, in your world. 
Um, and secondly, I was really impressed uh, during the seminar because when we touched on the topic of horizons of focus, uh, you know, in in the fundamental seminar, level one fundamental yeah. seminars, this was um, we focus on on projects and next actions. But we mentioned the higher horizons, and you you quickly jumped in to clarify for your colleagues where to find these in your organization. Goals and vision, you can find them here. Uh, purpose and principles, you can find here for the restaurants. It was really clear that this was very much thought through for you and um, inspiring for me as a trainer to see how how clear this was uh, and how nice to see as a company that this was so well well established, well defined, and yeah. and also available for the employees. So that's why I wanted to bring you on as well to to learn learn more about this. Um, but first off. Um, how and when did you come across GCD? I think I come across GCD about eight or nine years ago. Um, actually, I just think it was on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I stumbled over a David Allen video, uh, as I guess many people who are listening <laughs> have, uh, have been seeing. Uh, then I bought the book and I started reading it. And uh, rather quickly, uh, I applied some of the uh, mythology uh, and I started to have a lot of extra spare time. Hmm. Simply, I just, we're in the short order business. So we have a saying every day at 5 p.m. We have to be ready. Then we have a full house and then we start over in the morning. So I have a lot. I have tons of small jobs. Hmm. I run besides a lot of big projects. Uh, I have to run the budgets. I have to run the economy, uh, the strategic planning. Um, and I still have to be aware that the uh, four people for tomorrow night, <laughs> uh, there's one with allergy. So, so there was a lot going on. Um, so when I implied the GTG mythology, I, I actually think, I saved five, 10 hours a week. And mm. I didn't make as many mistakes. Yeah. And the primary reason for that, stop writing things down. Uh, and after that, uh, it's a saying in the company that you can't tell me anything. <laughs> the staff want me to remember it. The answer will always be, sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that helps me a lot because staff often come to me uh, doing the Christmas party, the summer party, mm. uh, the after-hours parties. Uh, we have a lot of those in our business. And <laughs> Alan, I think we should do that. that, that. Send me an email. Mm. I never get the assignment because when they wake up the next morning, it wasn't that important. So they don't bother sending me an email. So I think that was the biggest step for me. And and related to that, I remember you mentioning that you would be, you know, employees or people around you would be reaching out to you via different communications channels. And you would also work on training them to use the right channels, primarily email for you to make sure that they were captured and, and managed in your system. Yeah, uh, we have an employee handbook as every other company. And in the employer handbook, uh, it's written down. You can't send me a text message. You can't uh, contact me by messenger. And I don't do it the other way around, of course. It's only emails. And if uh, they can't wait 
for answer on an email. We have a 24-hour deadline. You have to apply the emails. Uh, then grab the phone and call me. Hmm. Because text messages are useful, my friends. Um, during the re week, the first staff meet in around 8 o'clock Monday morning. The last staff go home around 1 o'clock in the evening. And that's seven days a week. So the time period during the week where we have staff on the job and people who want to contact us is enormous. Mm. So I have to be sure when I'm home with my kids and my wife, probably on the couch watching television or some fantastic GTD video on YouTube, <laughs> uh, that I don't get contacted about. Young people nowadays sometimes text me on Messenger Friday night, half past nine, uh, according to my salary or my pay slip, there's something wrong. Can you please explain that for me? And when I get that on Messenger, I just take a screen dump with my phone. I email it to myself. And when I get to the office uh, Monday morning, I reply to them, copy paste in the text from the employer handbook <laughs> that tell them how we communicate. And I answer the questions. Because elsewhere, um, will never be off. Mm, yeah, yeah. So training people—that's also one of my my pet peeves. That's probably why I, I remember it from the the seminar. That yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> using the right channels is is really really important. Um, from a GTD perspective, I can also almost guess that you use GTD both at home and at work, or is it mostly at work? Everywhere, mm. <laughs> everywhere. I use it at home. Um, I use it at work. Uh, I use it differently at home, but we still write everything down at home as well. I know what I need to be done in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so how do you use GCD in, in your role? Uh, how's it going with, within your team to, to apply GCD? Uh, at the moment, the only people who have attended the course uh, is from the administration. And we are, uh, we are four people at the administration. And then we have 56 on the restaurants. Um, on the restaurants, we work a lot with checklists because it's everyday work. Uh, it's not electronic. Mm -hmm. It's paper because you walk around with your clipboard and then done, 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 have to do that. Remember for tomorrow. Um, and then we use uh, the software Monday to uh, our head chefs and our executive waiters. Uh, they have a Monday access and we have Monday boards where we have, uh, you have to order this, you have to check up on this, you have to uh, make a new shift plan for the employees and stuff. Hmm. So all the deadlines are in there, yeah. And then we try to split it and have um, their manager room within the work. We have we try to make a sharp edge on that. Mm, yeah, and I can imagine it must be uh, pretty complex to run both three restaurants and uh, also the uh, uh, community house as well. Uh, a lot of different stuff going on, and especially in these times with uh, the coronavirus impacting uh, a lot of the work that yeah, certainly in, in your world that you do. <laughs> um. 
we don't have to talk about 2020. 2020 <laughs> was a horrible year. Uh, 2021 is starting out horribly here in Denmark, but um, there's light in the end of the tunnel. We have the vaccine now. Um, I think the hardest part at the moment is that I have sent everybody home. So it's only me who's at work and my wife, who's also in the company. Um, and the hardest part at the moment is actually to get the employees to understand the rules that are around Corona and their payslips and, and how it works. Um, and the reason it's so tough to explain is that our, the Danish government are very, very slow to give us the rules. Mm. So our prime minister, she will come out and say, now you're closed for the next 14 days. Uh, you'll get the rules on how you have to manage your business in the next two weeks, in three weeks. <laughs> so we're always behind. We're always having a gap. And I've used a lot of time explaining to the employees. Uh, now they, they, they get it now, but mm -hmm. it's almost a year since we started. Uh, I think really that's a tough one. And it's also a tough one that at the moment I have to go to all the restaurants almost every day, turn on stuff, turn off stuff, because uh, a lot of our machines are not built to be closed down. Mm. Okay. In a restaurant, you can't close it and not use it for six weeks. When you start it up uh, six weeks later, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I spend a lot of time on that, and we are still uh, making new budgets. I have never meant, made so many new budgets as I have in the last mm. year. Uh, we have to update it all the time, um, and we spend a lot of time figuring out how to get business. Mm. We have uh, our restaurants to normally not do takeaway. But we're working with that at the moment, so we still have some uh, income. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of tough business in that because it sounds easy to take a box of French fries, put them in a box, put them in a bag, send them out the door. But at the level we're working with our food, when people have had the French fries in a box for half an hour, mm. they need to be crisp. They still need to taste good. And there's a lot of knowledge in that mm -hmm. that we don't have inside our company. So at the moment, we're learning a lot of stuff about how to make takeaway. Mm. Uh, and so far, it's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so what I've heard from other GCDers is that this time, if, if they are in businesses where things have slowed down, um, it, it might have opened up for, for new opportunities. And I guess that's that's part of the areas that, that you're also mentioning now that, yeah, yeah. you know, that transition to takeaway and uh, perhaps some some other new initiatives could be yeah, yeah, coming up in the future. For... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spending a lot of time on that. Mm, yeah. So in these situations, it's often nice to have these clear higher horizons. Uh, so you still know where you want to be heading in the longer term. You still know the reason for why you're doing all of this. So in when when times change, it's often very comforting and nice to have these these well established. And I'm guessing they have been helpful for you as well in these times. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the the. GCG methodology is built around businesses, uh, even though that it works in our private homes as well. 
but uh, you need to have your primary goals. Uh, you need to have your vision for your company um, established well in advance. So in a crisis time like this, you know what your goals are um, and you know where you have to, which button you have to push and which direction you want to go in. Because mm. I think a lot of small business owners at this moment are just throwing everything up in the air and saying, duh, <laughs> waiting to see what happens. But I, I, I believe in I have to make, uh, we have to make our own futures for the business. And uh, then the goals and the mission and vision for the company is very important. So coming back to the perspective of of having these clearly available to employees and 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 you know like I mentioned in the beginning that you know exactly where they are where people yeah. can find them, um, do you then have you revisited them now or do you have a specific frequency? Do you share them with others? How how do you work them in the company? Uh, in the company, when you start at the restaurant, uh, in the restaurant business in Denmark. Uh, the employees are not employed that long. Hmm. Um, our average employer is working for us around three years, all over. So we change a lot of people. Hmm. Uh, and when they start, they have an uh, onboarding uh, with our HR department, um, and they'll be run through everything. And then we try, when we communicate with them, always to have a little bit of the strategic plan, put in the text, put in the things I say. Um, I'm trying to say the same lines over and over again. Mm -hmm. And all of these lines are within the strategy and the concept from the businesses. Yeah. Uh, and in everyday life, we have some posters put up. Um, I don't believe in in the way of leadership where you put up uh, the mission for the company or the vision for the company on the wall and then it hangs there for the next eight years. Mm. Because I believe when the staff and the employees have seen this twice, they don't see it anymore. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you, you're looking at the screen right now, uh, if I ask you to close your eyes and tell me what's on the top of the, what do you call it, the furniture behind you? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you can do it, Lars. <laughs> well, in this case, I recently changed what I see behind me. So I, I actually can in yeah. this case, but I know exactly what you mean, yeah. that these motivational posters, for example, are only motivational as long as they are new. Otherwise, yeah. they just become part of the world that you inhabit, so you don't see them. So I, I can certainly certainly recognize that as well. You have to change the color once in a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, how often do you revisit them? Do you do you do you establish them on your own? Do you align within the administration with your wife? How do you then then uh, update these and and work them? Yeah, I work with them all the time. Uh, okay. We have within our company, we have. Actually, I, I, I've told you I run three restaurants and mm -hmm. a community house, but at the moment I'm trying to start up an uh, HR firm together with our HR employer, Daniel. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, I'm starting up, uh, yeah, what do you call it? 
it's fair to say to the listeners that we were struggling a bit before we started. We we were looking for the, the in Danish is called Forsamlingshus, but yeah. uh, we were struggling to find the right English translation, got past yeah. the town hall, community house. Uh, there was a, was it there? Community yeah. center, I think. We had a lot of different ones. So we were struggling a bit with some of the Danish names. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also trying to start up another. Uh, I, together with two other guys, we were trying to help uh, the local farmers to get their groceries to market. That's the main idea. Uh, and where we uh, apply for money with the government to make projects together with them. Hmm. So actually, within our company, we have eight different concepts and eight different strategies and eight different balance scorecard, which we use to get control of it. So, so that's actually a, a very big part of my work. And all of them are set into our uh, yearly plan. So every half year at uh, the executive level, we look into them. And one time a year, we update our strategy and our concept. And then one time a month uh, at the leading meetings, we uh, we look at, at our balance scorecard, uh, which also is a tool for being in control of a industry strategy. Mm-hmm. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cool to hear about the the different projects as well, because that's also, again, what I'm hearing from other GTDers where they see things slowing down. They might see a a list of projects that is shrinking a bit. Certainly a lot of stuff still has to be maintained, even though business is is different than than 12 months ago, for sure. But it it can sometimes open up new opportunities, just as you mentioned. So that's uh, interesting to see that is also the case in in your world. Yeah. Um, If you were to highlight your sort of biggest wins looking back from your GTD perspective. Um, is there anything you would highlight or how, how has it impacted your work and life in general? Uh, write everything down. The two-minute rule. The two-minute rule. <laughs> <laughs> the two-minute rule. <laughs> uh, and actually, I have a weekly review and I also have a daily review. Mm-hmm. Um because we have a lot of small tasks to do in the week. So every morning I actually have a daily review, Mm. which is my weekly review, just shortened down. Uh, And I think those three three things is the most important thing for me. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine, especially in a world like yours where things move so fast and change so frequently that that this, this reflection and realignment processes is perhaps needed even more frequently than on a weekly basis. So makes sense. So bringing it back down to a more practical level, uh, as we do these uh, episodes, we always like to hear from uh, from the, the people joining the podcast about, you know, the, on the practical side, what kind of tools do you use, uh, list maker, reference system, support material, capture tools, automations? Um, you already mentioned a couple, but but anything you would, would highlight? Um, I use things mm-hmm. back, um, and I have been using that for, I think, over the eight years I have been doing busy. <laughs> uh, so I rely very much on things, um, and I'm a bit scared if I have to change it one day. Uh, I will lose a lot, 
Um, <laughs> but that's my my mainly mainly tool. Um, I don't use my email. Every email I need a reference to, I'll put in things uh, or a personal file in, within the email system. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I use uh, Bossycal, uh, my calendar a lot, uh, as described in the mythology. Um, and then I think I use Evernote for a lot of stuff. Uh, the reason I use Evernote a lot is because I can do text, put in a picture, do more text, put in a picture on my phone very mm. easily because I'm out and about most of the time. Um, I have an office at home. I have an office out in town. Uh, but I think one third of my week, maybe half my week, I'm on the go. Mm. So I have a bag and that's my office. Um, so I really enjoy systems that I can have on my phone and on my computer. Uh, and they sh- they should sync very well. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned that you had these checklists in in the restaurants. Do you then create them in Evernote and then print them out, or how do you how do you manage that? Uh, actually, we use Excel for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just plain Excel and print them out. Um, and then I use Monday hmm. for all our project handling within the firm. Uh, um, and then I still use. I could cut a bit down on software I use for my PC, <laughs> but I also use reminders uh, on my phone because they have uh, locally based uh, reminders. So when I show up at some place, my phone goes pling, 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 check that, do that, fix that. Uh, so everything that is under two minutes mm. on a certain place, I put in reminders. Yeah. Because, I use that a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, so I can do it when, I, when I'm when i there. And I use gross notes on my phone as well, uh, shareable notes, where I can have the grocery list together with my wife. Um, so I think uh, maybe I use a bit too much software, but it works for me. Yeah, as long as it works for you, that that, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. How do you find um, working? Because one of the challenges that that I hear from from some people is that they will have, you know, when they sit down to do some stuff from their list, they will they might have their own system. You you mentioned things, and they mm-hmm. might have to look in a a shared place somewhere like Monday as you yeah. use there. Um, how does that work for you? Is there any kind of integration or how do you work those, in the, you know, across those two systems? Um, things is my main system. So everything I have to do in Monday, I put in things. Mm. Uh, and there's no integration. I do it manually. Um, but I would not like anybody to touch things. <laughs> I won't share it with anybody uh, because at the moment, or as it is right now, it's only me who can fuck it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't need any people to touch that. Uh, and I'll get very stressed. Mm. Yeah. All right. Last question on my list. What is next for you? And uh, no, before that. We have a lot of GTDers around the world that are always also curious, both to hear about the systems and tools that you use, but 
Um, is there any kind of new tricks or tips or things that that you've started to use more more recently? Any tweaks or new tools or new ways of working the process? Um, any good tips to share with our listeners? Um, actually, for my creative projects, um, I'm starting to use mind maps a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found a mind map uh, software I can have on my computer and on my phone, so I always have, always have it on the go. Um, and then uh, I'm paperless. I have a block in my bag, a legal pad, um, where I take my notes, but I always scan my notes. Hmm. So I don't have any reference material. That's not online. Mm, okay. Um, and what's and I, the name of the the mind mapping app? Just to to share that with people. MindNote, I think it's called. MindNote, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm not sure. I think it's MindNote. <laughs> MindNote is one of the ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and and then I have a quick scanner on my desk with large files. I just run through there. Hmm. Uh, a lot of actually very good investment for me because sometimes I get a PDF and it's 15 pages long. Um, and I do not read as fast on the computer as I do on paper. Uh, and I know how to take a note in a PDF and put it in the side. But, but, but when I just have my pen and I read and I can underline and I can take my notes in the side as I go along, it often happens to me, I print 15 pages, I read it, take my notes, I scan it, put it in the computer. And then I have to use it. Yeah. A week later. <laughs> and I print it out again. <laughs> take more time, <laughs> paper, and scan it in again. Uh, not the best for the rainforest, I'm sorry. Uh, then I have to do something else to save the world. But, <laughs> but it works for me. It works for me. So, so, so the scanner is also a big thing for me. And and again, also something that I hear often is this, you know, that balance of digital versus physical and, and also finding the areas where those two are starting to inch closer to each other, where you can live perhaps with an iPad or uh, tablets that, that allow you to, to, to write physically on, 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 on paper. And that's uh, yeah, starting to become more and more popular. Now I wanted to get to the last question, which was what is next for you in the GTD world? Where, where, where are you placing your focus? Where can you still improve? And what do you, what, what does the future look like? I actually, actually, I think when it comes to myself, I got it under control at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a nice, I had a nice brush up with you last year, <laughs> which reminded me on, on, on a couple of things I need to have my focus on. Um, but for myself, I think it's uh, cleaning up. Hmm. Do my weekly reviews, I do my daily reviews. Uh, but once in a while, I have so much on the on my palette, I just need to stop and get it all cleaned out and send a lot of the tasks to someone else. That's for me, myself, but for the business, um, at the moment, uh, last year when we, we met last, that was mm-hmm. the, the first time for two of the employees to see uh, GTG mythology. So I actually, for the company, it's to get the GTG mythology longer into the company. Mm. 
yeah. more people need to know about this. Um, I need to figure out a way to get it to our head chefs and to our executive waiters. Hmm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we are in a tough business uh, yeah. when it comes to writing. Uh, because I don't know the English term, uh, but we have a lot of wobbling. Ah, dyslexic, yeah. Yeah, dyslexic people in our company. And when I give them a piece of software, mm. yeah, I run to my kitchen and peel potatoes. That's what I do. I don't do all of that. So, so I have a barrier that I need to break down, but I'll figure out how. There are there are ways uh, for sure, and I'm sure we'll find them. I know we have blind GTDers out there, so uh, they're, they're, <laughs> it is it is do- doable for sure. Um, thank you so much uh, for your time, Alan. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Well, that was uh, an interesting tale uh, from Alan. What did stand out in this interview most for you, Lars? What 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 would you highlight from that you remember the most? Well, what I really appreciated was also the reason why why I originally invited Alan because I really it's so interesting to hear when companies are really good at implementing the the higher horizons we of course come across that but mm. uh, i'm hoping to see more of that in the future and um, hopefully this will also inspire some of you out there gtders out there perhaps you have colleagues that are gtders perhaps you're trying to to create more clarity around the future of the business and it's it's uh, the horizons of focus is such an important tool to um, help you try to establish this as a as a as a good starting point maybe start to understand where we're we heading all the way up to what's the purpose of this uh, this company um and then also just his uh, Ellen's way of um you know that that entrepreneurship mode it's been mm. it's been a rough year for for many people uh, certainly in the restaurant business uh, but but as you can hear it's just there's something about gtders and how they yeah they don't see problems only projects right mm-hmm. um they they, they, exactly. they see okay I'm, my, my projects list is thinning out a bit now it looks like it's time for me to to look into um, look into new projects, so um, mm. fun, fun, fun to work, uh, fun, fun to hear from from him. Yes, great, great interview. Um, I hope that you, the listener, liked it. And Lars, will you take us out? Sure. As we wrap up these episodes, we always recommend that you head on over to gtdnordic.com where you can find the country websites for each of the GTD partners in the Nordic countries. And on each of those sites, you can find all of the activities that we engage in, articles, newsletters, groups on social media, and all of our offerings, both Mm. physical and virtual. And if you're outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place for you to start and find your local partners. And as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable um we hope especially that these interview episodes um inspire some of you out there if they do be sure to let us know we love to love to hear from you or if you have ideas to for for people to interview or other subjects then be sure to let us know you have the email in the show notes and if you like them we of course really appreciate if you share the podcast with a colleague or rate us on itunes it really helps us out Yes. And uh, at last, uh, but not least, we are launching or have launched while you listen to this GTD Coaching Cafe. 
Uh, it's live on the Facebook pages in the Nordic region. You have to follow the pages to be warned about uh, when we do the next one. This would normally be every second, uh, sorry, every first Tuesday every month at yes. 8 o'clock uh, p.m. CET. Uh, Central European time. So you have to figure out when that is in your world. But um, hopefully you will be able to join us if you want to have your issues addressed. So well, yeah, until yeah, we will. We are looking forward to seeing you there. And um, until next time, stay safe and stay productive, um, and have a great one. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye.